0: all right welcome to the crown council mentor of the month it's steve anderson i'm delighted to introduce dr jeff buski jeff is a fellow texan and practices in a premier one of the premier practices in north texas in granbury texas granbury dental center and jeff's been in practice for 26 years uh places uh, you probably lost count how many implants you placed. Yes <laughs> um, And and Jeff's going to tell the whole story of the path that he's um, that he's walked. and and here's the purpose of this discussion today. I'm um, Jeff, I'm a huge believer that everybody has a story and from which we can learn. And yours is a story from which I know, because you and I have talked, that all of us are going to learn today from a lot, clinically, personally, in every area of life. So before you get into that, I want to thank you up front for your transparency and your willingness to share your experience and the wisdom that has come out of that. So I have now set the table for a tall order. <laughs> so
1: welcome <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and thank you for being our, our mentor this month. So why don't you take us back? Let's let's go to the beginning because the I think the story and the lessons that come out of it really come out of your whole experience. So uh, take us back to your entrance into dentistry. What got you interested in dentistry in the first place? And what was the appeal?
1: Absolutely. And great. And and guys, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be a guest. And I appreciate this opportunity to have an opportunity to speak with y'all and share just some of my highlights and, and lowlights too. We're going to talk about everything today. So it's interesting. I grew up in Minnesota. And when I was when I was a 17 year old kid, I was big hockey player. And I remember there was an afternoon hockey game. I was coming up the ice, carrying the puck. First guy missed me. Second guy missed me while the third guy didn't, but what connected with my face was his elbow. And I had a face mask helmet on everything. I got hit and a mouth guard, but I got hit so hard. I came back to the bench and I could taste blood. And I said to my buddy, I said, how bad is my lip split? And he said, forget your lip. Where's part of your tooth, man? I was like, Oh my gosh, half a number eight was gone. And I was like, Oh my gosh. You know? And at that time, my mom was working for a dentist. She was, she's, she was a dental assistant for almost 30 years. And so that's one of the reasons I got into dentistry. My mom worked for some really great dentists and I always enjoyed kind of their outlook on life. And they always had a great, you know, personality to them. But I remember sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, first of all, my mom's going to kill me. Second of all, I remember I had a date that night, a first date with a girl from another school. And I was like, okay, do I show up? Do I not go? I'm going to just go for it. You know? And I was like, all right, I'm going. So I went on the date, showed up there knocked on the door and she opened the door. She's like, Oh my gosh, what happened to you? Now I'm a 17 year old self-conscious kid. And she's like, are you okay? I said, yes, hockey. And she said, do you still want to go? And I was like, yes, I still want to go. Let's go. So we went out, had a great date, nice young lady. And then we ended up dating actually for a couple of years. And wow. I was like, that says a lot about you to go out with a guy with half a front tooth still <laughs> right? have a good time, you know? And so, but what got me into dentistry was all of the artistry that had to go into building my front tooth back and I went through the same thing that our patients get to experience. I hope my parents can afford it, you know, cause my mom, they still had to pay for it, you know, even though she worked there, they still had to pay lab bill or whatever, at least. And I hope my parents can pay for it. I hope the dentist can put my smile back to where it was and is it going to hurt. It was all the same questions that we get asked yep, and- every day, all the time. And so when it turned out beautiful, I was like, wow, what an incredible gift to be able to give to somebody. So right then I knew that's what I wanted to do because, you know, look, I'm six foot tall, 200 pounds. I I loved hockey, but I was not going to be a professional hockey player. Right. I'd be a little bit bigger to do that for defense and a little bit faster. And so I thought I know exactly what I want to do. And then I started to look at chasing that down and Eventually I got my dream. I got into dental school. I went to Baylor and had a great opportunity to have my, my education there. It was fantastic. And I got out and I practiced up in uh, in North Texas. I practiced up by the DFW and Coppell for a number yeah. of years, the great doc up there. And here's what I learned. I thought I had this story, Steve, I had the story that if I just take all of this amazing continued education that it's going to bring every patient that I need. I just have to put my name out on the shingle outside yep. and magically, you know, everybody's going, going to show up. up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> have you heard of Dr. Booski, he must, he knows full mouth rehab. He knows this. So I was flying to everywhere. I was taking continued education, put it on credit cards. I was going to Dawson. I was going to the cosmetic continuum down at LSU. I was doing endo with Buchanan. I was everywhere doing everything i took the um i I started out with my implant continuum down in san antonio when it was raleigh metford and those guys i mean this is going back a ways guys but needless to say i had all this amazing education and the practice that i was in i was maybe seeing about seven eight new patients a month Mm. which meant that i had to hit a home run on almost all these patients just so I could eat yeah. and I was it was stressful when's the worst time to have to sell dentistry is when you have to sell dentistry That's exactly and and people can feel that and so that coupled with the best way that I can put it is I felt like I had all these amazing skills I felt like the guy that was all dressed up for prom but no date I'm like all right, where's the? right <laughs> I'm ready Put me in coach, I'm ready to go. That's how I felt. And I started to get really disheartened with dentistry. And so to to those younger docs out there who've not been too far out of school and who've had a lot of debt, I get it. (laughs) I totally get it. And you feel like you're just churning and burning. Like, what's the point? And it gets frustrating. I will tell you that there is a great side to that. You will always find the light but you have to go through the night to find it. Yeah, There is is the gift, but you have to go through some of the darkness to find it. And I remember early on then sitting there thinking, man, I did all this schooling. I took all this education. I have all these debts, student loans and everything. And yet now I found myself so disheartened that I didn't even know if I wanted to stay in dentistry. I was literally thinking about leaving because I was like, man, I bet I could go take and put my biology degree to some use and go in and I could be, you know, I could go be a sales rep for some pharmaceutical company. That's what I was running through my head. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, back in the day, I ran across a guy named Bruce Baird and he was putting something on on Dental Town. I started reading it and mm-hmm. it was talking about productivity and everything there. And I thought, it was so far outside my mindset that's what was amazing to me and i was like there's no way that that is just possible so i private messaged him and that's exactly what i said i said there's no way you're doing what you're doing it can be legal you know and he didn't know me (laughs) he could have told me to go take a jump in the river you know because especially
0: in a a place like granbury texas
1: yeah yeah of all little small town texas and everything there i thought there's just no way he was kind enough to write me back. He said, no, we do this, Jeff, we do this month after month after month. Why? Because we have systems and processes that work. Yeah. And we communicate well to our patients. I was like, wow, really? And so uh, he said, where are you at? And I told him and he said, I'll be over there next weekend. I'm going to be at a sleep course. Let's get together. So sure enough, we got together. and We hung out and I told him where I was at. And that was the other thing, guys, that I will share with you. If you are not happy with where you're currently at, whether it be dentistry or life, the first thing that you've got to do is get real with the facts, and otherwise, you're going to build everything off of fiction and fantasy. But when you can get real about the facts about this is exactly where I'm at, this is exactly where I'm at in my dental practice or in my dental career, and if I don't like it, there's nobody on the planet that's better to change it than you because you've the, you have were the one that's gotten yourself into that scenario. Yeah. And it's also the mindset and the stories that we continue to tell ourselves that either hold us captive there or that can allow us to transform. And so I though needed a little bit of support in that regards. And Bruce and I met and I was just very upfront with him. I said, listen, I don't even know if I want to stay in dentistry. We talked about my whole backstory with all the education, and everything. He said, man, he goes, well, let me ask you a question. Do you like dentistry? I said, man, when I'm doing it, I said, I love it. Like it's just one of my passions. He said, then it would be really a shame to lose you to go have to do something else. I thought, yeah, you know what? You're right. He said, maybe if you just had a different opportunity. So we were going to look at a practice together. One thing to like to another. And this wasn't for like a month and a half later, but he ended up needing a doc to come join him. And He'd had a number of associates and he called me and said hey would you like to come and work with me in granbury i said yes i would love that but i said i don't want to come and just be an associate right. i come the intention is to be a partner i came we joined up i was driving steve every day for about an hour and 15 yeah, and 20 minutes
0: copel to granbury yeah
1: and yeah. my friends were like what do you do and i said I'm finally practicing dentistry the way I was designed to practice yeah. and I was being fulfilled. I was happy. I had purpose. I was driven. I was passionate. I was excited. And it was just like, man, my, my automobile was my rolling university. I'd listen to stuff going there and coming home. And I was just filling my head with all kinds of good things. And it set me on a different trajectory. And I had the great opportunity for Bruce and I to practice together for about 17, almost 18 years. And it was just so wonderful to have such an incredible mentor, guide, friend, and partner to practice with that it really came down to a matter of integrity because with Bruce, there was nothing that he didn't say that he promised me that he didn't over-deliver on. And that's a big deal nowadays. When I think about integrity is – really about honoring your word. And when you can say that about another individual, that's a big deal. And that's relationships that you want to look at and create. And that's one of the best things that Bruce taught me was, Hey, it's not necessarily about all the dentistry and the education that you have and that you know, you've got to be able to perform with your hands and give a great service and have do great dentistry, but it's about creating the relationships And that's where I really started to learn that. And also, too, Steve, what you have done such a great job on implementing and and training on is creating a culture that works and having an environment that your team members thrive in, that they want to be in, and that you want to be in, and they feel like family. And the wonderful opportunity for a patient to say, you know what, I just... I want to have my dentistry done here because not only does it feel right, but you guys make me feel like family. Yeah. I'm like, "Man, that just says things are moving in the right direction in your office." When you hear that not just once in a while, but all the time, it means that your team members are operating well, you are operating well as a leader, and you're showing up, you've cast a great vision for the practice for yourself, you've enrolled your team in that vision. And you're continuously moving forward, basically living on what I would call the leading edge. You're always staying up on everything that you can. But here's the thing, guys. It's easy to let your practice dominate your life. And I made that mistake. I decided in my great wisdom that I was going to decide to open a second practice 52 miles away in <clears throat> Mansfield, Texas. And I did that a scratch practice, nonetheless, because I just wanted to be able to build it on my own and, and do everything the way that I wanted it. And let me tell you, wow. It eventually felt like an albatross around my neck. And I decided, Jeff, why did you give yourself a second job? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I'm working in my main practice four days a week. I'm managing that practice over there, trying to build a culture there, manage the doctors there and going over there on Fridays, putting in my own efforts to make sure that I could be productive over there, doing implants over there. And it was like burning the candle at both ends. And what I didn't have is I didn't have the capacity nor the tools to deal with the stress. And let's face it, guys, dentistry can be a very rewarding and unbelievably amazing profession. And it can also be, at the same time, one of the most stressful and gut-wrenching professions on the planet. For sure. There is a paradox there, for sure. And 26 years in, I still love what I get to do. And I look at it like I get to do that. Yeah, and I'll continue to do that until I no longer feels like I get to do that or as long as my hands and everything holds up then i want to continue to have the opportunity to do what i'm passionate about and what i'm part of what i'm here on this planet to do and provide and that's part of the way that i really look at dentistry but this time 2016 i've already been working my other practice now and it's starting to take off a little bit but just the management of it was very stressful and i didn't ever have the tools that i learned to manage that so i started to take and i would drink at night i would drink enough to want to numb the pain and to forget about the stress that i was feeling and i would come home and take all that stress out who do you think i would take that stress out on kids family wife
0: yeah whoever happens to be in in the target zone
1: it's exactly right Unfortunately, my new patients, especially would get the best of me. And then the people that love me the most would get the worst of
0: me. Yeah.
1: And just like you said, it is that target zone. I kind of equate it to taking, imagine taking a big beach ball and then just pushing it down under the water further and further and further. And the further you go, the further the eruptive force wants to spring that ball out of the water. And when it blows up, it's going to blow up. And I kind of operated not kind of I operated like an emotional terrorist in my family. I'm, I'm sad to say that, but that's the truth and just being very real and honest and raw with you guys, because again, I didn't have the tools to manage anything and I was never taught how to manage that type of stress. Or I also felt like I was very alone in, in the fact that I didn't feel like anybody else was having these issues or these problems. And when you're alone or you feel alone, then you tend to isolate even more and more and you draw back and you kind of like, for me, I was like embarrassed because I was like, why am I the only one who can't figure this out? How come I can't figure out how to manage things? And I think that's also a fault. We're very smart professionally. We have to be smart to get into dental school, go through dental school, complete everything and do what we do. So we figure in our mind, well, I should be able to figure this out. I'm smart enough. I should just be able to figure it out. And when you can't, it's this frustration that sits inside. And then as more and more time goes on, I just felt more and more hollow and more and more alone and more and more isolated. And it was depressing. And I can see why over time I was dealing with some depression. I was dealing with sedation, with alcohol. I was using that every day. I got my wife drinking every day to deal with me. I was taking uh, the, the week. So I would roll down the recycling bin. I'd roll it out about 435 in the morning, just so my neighbors wouldn't hear all the bottles clanging in there. It was that bad. And that was just during the week, not to mention the weekends. I was destroying my health. I had zero relationship with God at that time. And needless to say, as you can imagine, just from part of what I'm talking about here, I had zero connection with my kids. I had no intimacy or connection with my wife. And I ultimately just felt so alone and like, what is the point? Now, it all came to a head one night when my wife and I both had enough to drink. And she said, Jeff, I didn't sign up for this shit. The kids and I walk around here every day on eggshells. And all we want to do is love you and you come home and blow up on us. And I remember laying there And I didn't even have a response because I knew that that was the truth. And I just laid in bed that night and I prayed to God and I said, God, please, I know I I created this, but please help me find a way to help myself and my family out of what I've created. And lo and behold, a week later, I was introduced and met a mentor and coach and I went through deep, deep soul searching. I went through an amazing program by a guy named Garrett White called Wake Up Warrior, which basically the best way I was describing it to you, Steve, is it's kind of, it was kind of like at that time, um, Tony Robbins meets the Navy SEALs meets Fight Club. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, Look out. It was a physical and emotional roller coaster. But at, at that time, it was actually what I needed. And, um, and I took what I learned and I started to implement and I started to change and shift things. And I took things from other coaches and other mentors. And I started to put that into my play in my life. And it's one thing for me to tell my wife and my kids, Hey, I'm changing, I'm doing this. But when they've seen it for a long enough period of time, they're like, no, show me. Yeah. Show me the money. Where is the results that they're looking for? So it took time to recreate and reestablish relationships. It took time to recreate that connection. It took time to recreate that intimacy. But I was committed to it because I didn't want to be divorced. And I was committed to being a father in my family for my kids and being connected with them because I felt like i had pushed that out. I'd been already missing them a good amount. So the one story that I want you guys to really focus on and take away from that is, is that dentistry is something that we do, but it's not who we are.
0: Can you say that again? Because it's easy to say, man, it's epidemic.
1: It is. Dentistry is something that we do, but it's not defining who we are. We give ourselves labels all the time. And you think about it. Yes, you do dentistry. But in reality, you're also, you might be a father, you might be a husband, you might be a wife, you might be a mother, and you might be a son to parents. You might be a, gosh, you might be a grandparent. Yeah. You've got a lot of different titles that you operate, Your friends. And guess what? You're a leader. Yeah. And I think that's oftentimes too, where dentistry gets mislabeled is, is that you want to call yourself a dentist, but reality is you're a leader. And guess what? In today's day and age, you're also a marketer and you're also a coach. Yep. And you're also a consultant. If you have a practice or you operate or run a practice, you are a coach. You have team members that you coach. (laughs) You have, if you have a family, If you have a wife or kids or a spouse, husband, you are a coach. (laughs) And if you have any of those three things, you also are a consultant because you're supporting people and telling people, giving them direction on what to do. And that's exactly how we've got to start to look at and operate that we're not just this one dimensional person as defined as a dentist. So true. We've got to operate in what I would consider, what I call four domains, where we want to be evenly across and operating in synergy and harmony across what I would say our body, our being, our balance, and our business. Our body, it's our health and our fitness. And looking at what are we consuming and putting into our body for the fuel that charges us and gives us the energy our being, our connection. I look at that as my connection with God, infinite intelligence. You could have light, universe, Buddha, whatever. It is something that is greater than you, a higher calling. It's also your purpose. And so then you've got balance, which is going to be if you're married, your wife or your husband. And then also the other part of that is your kids. If you've got kids, partner and prosper and prosperity. And so when you've got those things operating, then you've got the last part, business, which is going to be your practice and your bank accounts. And when you start to look at those things, oftentimes when I talk with people, they might have one or two of those areas working pretty well, but the other ones are not. And the other ones start to operate kind of like an anchor over your shoulder, holding you back. And what I've realized is is that, just like the great sports analogy, we're only as strong as our weakest link. That's a lot of times meaning that we're only as strong as our weakest team member. But if you look at that and equate that across all four domains—body, being, balance, and business—the weaker areas or the weaker domains have the tendency to want to pull the stronger ones down. If we're not having a mindset that is moving those all into a synergistic way. The way that I think of it is, I really think of it as if we're not operating in abundance in all those, then that means that we're operating in scarcity.
0: So will will you just highlight that? How do I know if I'm operating from a place of abundance or scarcity? What are the signs of each?
1: Great question. Yeah, to me, scarcity, in any of those areas means that I'm operating from fear, typically, or lack. That's the best way for me to look at putting that, whether that be in your body, or being or balance or business. And then abundance is the opportunity and the idea that there is more than enough to go around. I kind of like to think of abundance as kind of like oxygen, that like, we don't walk around go... let me breathe all that in and hold it in because I'm not going to get any more, you know? Oh my gosh, I better breathe every bit that I can get. No, there's plenty of air for us now, right now on the planet. And that's abundance, but that's also abundance mindset. I think unfortunately one of the things that that plagues us in dentistry is we have a lot of scarcity mindset. Like there's a lot of dentists that I know that are like, well, I'm not going to share that with another dentist because then they'd know that secret and then they might be able to do that for their patients. Listen, there's enough people and enough patients to go around. If I can live in a town of 7,000 people.
0: <laughs> Half of which aren't even there full time, dude. You're, no, in, a, you're no. in a retirement uh, recreation yes. community. so It's so, 7,000 on a bumper weekend.
1: <laughs> on a bumper weekend. If I can live in a town of 7,000 people and produce the type of dentistry that we can produce in here then it has to come from an abundance mindset. But I also have to be smart in my marketing and everything else to bring those people in. And I've got to have a good reputation to do that and everything else that comes with that. And have a great team to provide amazing care and have great referrals that come in. All of those are part of the process and the program. But what I'm saying is, if you just think that I live in some big city that allows all these thousands of people to come in, no. I more we have a billboard that says more than half of our patients drive from four more than 50 miles away there's a reason (laughs) and so you know but those are the things that if you want to think from an abundance mindset that is the best way that we can think to not only support ourselves but also to support our fellow colleagues you know share that's what we're doing here today we're sharing so Hopefully you guys don't have to go through some of the same hard knocks and bumps and bruises that I went through. And that's the whole purpose of part of our conversation is, is to know that a, you're not alone. B gosh, everybody has problems that we deal with and everybody has painful issues that they deal with in life and c there's always a path out of, you know, in today's day and age, the, the darkness is something that we all have and that we all have to go through. And, and the light is found in the night. And it is, unless we have the willingness to go and hunt that down, we will never find the gift that's waiting for us on the other side.
0: Yeah.
1: But I promise you that there, in, outside of the pain and the problems and the pressure. There's always a gift that is waiting you. If you have the opportunity to persevere, And you have the opportunity to learn your lessons along the way. I've learned more lessons from painful processes that have served me well over my lifetime than I have from being successful on something right away.
0: 100%. So um, thank you for sharing your story. Let's let's fast forward here. Um, One of the things that I appreciate about your story that we haven't talked about yet (laughs) <laughs> it is your one, your willingness to share it, but two, your ability to take lessons learned and put it in a format that will help other people. So, uh, one of the pieces, I didn't introduce this at the front, you're the founder of the Limitless Dentist Academy. Yes. And um, when I first heard about the specific program I want you to talk about next, And um, for with all due respect to all the female dentists in dentistry, um, Jeff's program is specifically for men, dentists, and there's a reason for that. And so maybe you can just share just a little bit about why and where it came from and what the whole purpose is.
1: Absolutely. And and thank you. Um, Absolutely. Listen, I will put that on the front end, too. Uh, I love women and I love my wife and I love women in dentistry and I want to support women in dentistry. I've also done some coaching with some women in dentistry. And I also realize that that is not my jam for me specifically. (laughs) (laughs) And more so from, from an integrity standpoint and an authenticity standpoint, meaning that There is no way that I can ever put myself authentically or in integrity in the same shoes and have the same experiences and the same things that you guys have to deal with on a regular basis. I will never have that understanding or those same thoughts or feelings, right? So I don't feel qualified to support you. Will the things that I do, can that be very supportive of women? Absolutely. A hundred percent. By the end of this year, I will be bringing in a very powerful female coach to do just that because I know that these are applicable for everybody. Yeah. But for me, I know that I can connect with men and walk through things powerfully. What I also know, Steve, is because I've witnessed it in my own teaching, my own programs, that when you have men and women in a group together, the men tend to shut down more and aren't There's as willing to share. And so it is a different dynamic when we have a space where it is just men. They actually have the ability to do what we were just doing before. Be vulnerable, be open, share and talk about the things that are real and real for them and what's going on in their life. And that way we've got an opportunity to shift and transform things. So the program that Steve was talking about is called Be the Man. And that's happening this November here in Texas. And that is November 10th 11th and 12th all the way out here in lovely granbury texas
0: Just so, outside, you're not that far from dallas fort worth international no. you're, you're less than an hour you're
1: yeah yeah we're 40 minutes west and south of fort worth but the whole auspice of it is is to look at it from this perspective <clears throat> i look at it like the fact that when i was back in my pit that we were talking about earlier when i was not doing well in life there really struggling. What a lot of it came down to was the fact that I was a liar. I was out of integrity and I was leaking power. You can say, well, how is that? Well, I was lying to myself about where I was at. That's one of the first things that we talked about on the call tonight. So I was out of integrity there. I was leaking power from the standpoint that I was only operating from a business standpoint standpoint, if you looked at those domains, I was trying to satisfy just one area, dumping all of my time, energy, emotion, feelings into that one specific area. while well, letting all the other areas collapse or dilapitate. And what we want to look at is, is capacity. And that's the way that if you hear the word power, you're going to have certain connotations come up in your mind. Some may be good, some may be bad. All I want you to think about is the word power is your capacity to do. And what we want to look at is how can we increase our capacity in all four of those domains, in our body, our being, our balance, and our business. Our body goes everywhere we go every single day. Last time I checked, my body's <laughs> always with me. <laughs> my being, I better have a purpose on this planet okay, that I believe in, that it pulls me forward, my balance, now I come to understand, guess what? That is my secret weapon. Man, when I am connected at home with my wife and I am intentional with our relationship, when I'm connected with our kids and I'm present, I come in on fire and it's just awesome. When we do that and then the business works, now it can all work together. Together, And what I teach is, how do you get all four of those areas operating in harmony and synergistically so we can capitalize on that and put ourselves in a great place of power? See, when I would go to something like a Tony Robbins event, and uh, Tony's phenomenal, and, and you go to an event like that, and then you're like, this is so awesome. But how do I make it applicable in my life every single day? And that's what I've dialed down, is to look at how do I recreate and constitute power every single day I wake up and I choose to put myself in an amazing place of power. So I've already stacked, I call it stacking W's. I stack my wins every day before I leave the door to my house, before I come into my practice. That way I am already lit on fire. I'm not worried about stopping by Starbucks, having to grab a coffee to wake up or worried, worried that I'm wearing my lucky underwear and my special tennis shoes to be able to sell cases that day. No, I'm coming in and I am on fire. My team knows <clears throat> when I walk through the door, they can feel my energy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right guys, let's go. Woo. Let's have a good day. Now guess what? There's some days where we're going to come in and you're going to be a firefighter. Cause you've got things coming at you left and right. And it's chaotic and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a good place of power, You can handle that. You can be a great leader. You can direct things. You can start to delegate things. You make decisions because your brain is already working and you've already centered yourself. and You're already heart focused and you're on point and you're on purpose and you get to choose that every day and it's renewable and it's easy. You can take you, I call it my power hour. You can create in an hour's time in the morning, a very powerful morning and I've, I don't call it a morning routine because a routine to me is more like a checklist. It's rituals and rituals have points beyond just the routine. So when we can create that, now we can go into our day lit on fire. We can come home. We can connect with our, with our spouse and our kids. And if we don't have a spouse and kids, we can connect with other people in our life that we love and that we care about and that we want to be good stewards of relationships with. At the same time, we can grow our practice and continue to grow that year after year after year. And we can show up in a way that we are powerful leaders, not only in our practice, but in our families, but more so it starts with leading yourself. And that's where it all starts.
0: Jeff, just out of curiosity, how much of Be The Man is dental specific versus applicable to any guy?
1: Man, I would say because it's just with dentists only, there is more dental specific, but I would say about 90% would be applicable to any man.
0: I was just wondering, there might be some female dentists out there that want to send their husbands to this. Yes.
1: (laughs) and, And you know what, Steve? And that's funny because, you know, there'll be women that will be able to go into the women's program next year, starting next year. And we will open that up because that is one of the visions that I have is for incredible balance of families, yeah. Because there is such a need for that, and oftentimes, guess what? Especially when one spouse starts to go and really take off, yeah. And the other yeah. one feels like they're lagging behind. It's like this tug of war. Let me try to either pull you back, or they get scared because somebody's growing so fast. So we've got to have this ability to be able to grow together. And that's where it really comes into play.
0: So Jeff, I would, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say the litmus test here is if there is anything in what you have said today that resonates with those that are listening, that you might be a candidate to spend a few days and learn how to be a man. (laughs) (laughs) I know that that might sound, uh, maybe that sounds condescending, but it's not. I mean, it's like you said, nobody nobody gave us the rule book. Nobody gave us the, the directions. And one of the things that I am very, very passionate, one of the reasons that we're having this conversation is there are so many messages in our culture today, in the media that discount and devalue men. Yes. And I get the whole... Me too thing. And it's, it, it needed to happen. And there was a lot of injustice that, that uh, men have done over the decades and being the father of six daughters, man, you better believe I will stand up and fight till the bitter end yes. for women's right to do everything and be whatever they want to be. And uh, part of the consequence of that is there's, there is embedded a lot of messages that are very, very damaging to men. And so I think what you're doing here is so needed and so long overdue, especially in dentistry, especially. Well, in- I
1: appreciate that. And, and I will say really, if you true masculinity is an invitation when you show up in a very, very true masculine way. It's not about having to overpower somebody or take away choices. It is truly standing in your own power, like what we talked about, in an invitational way that allows your spouse and the people around you to say yes. And they're saying yes to you as a leader, somebody that is there to look at guiding. You need a balance of masculine and feminine in order to have a great opportunity to coincide with an amazing spouse and partner. Because look, I know that if I put too much stuff on my wife and she's having to make all these different choices and decisions, I pull her out of her feminine. And then all of a sudden, we don't feel this great connection. We crave each other's masculinity and femininity but we both need it. And it's needed there in a balance, but it's done in a way that is honorable and respectable. And that's one of the things, Steve, too, that we look at with our communication with our spouses, with our team members. It has to be honorable. It has to be respectable. And we have to learn how to look at having communication. And I love to call it compassionate collisions, where we're no longer attacking the person, where we're actually looking at Instead of face-to-face attacking each other, we're standing shoulder-to-shoulder, and we're now attacking the issue together.
0: Yeah,
1: That's where you can be a great leader. So the other thing I was going to say is it's really about you're taking ownership for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're starting to tell yourself the truth and get an integrity, and then you're making the choice to say, I want to put myself in a place of power in order to have capacity, a greater capacity in all four areas. And I want to show up and I want to be a leader. I want to start by leading myself so that I can lead my family, so I can lead my team, so I can lead my patients. And I can feel like I'm on purpose and on point in this life and not like I'm just trying to survive. I want to thrive. And that's what I want for you guys is I want you guys to thrive and I want you to have an amazing career that you love and appreciate
0: because it can be love it. All right. So for those who want to know more about the be the man course, they go where?
1: So you can find me on Instagram very easily. Dr. Jeff J E F F B U S K E can always hit me up a DM there and just say, be the man that's easy or man, anything from that perspective. I'm also going to give out my personal email because mm. if somebody has something personal that they want to talk to me about, I'm happy to do that. And it's D R J B U S K E at gmail.com. And Steve, mm. I'll also send you over if you want to, I'll go ahead and send you over the landing page too, for be the man. So it makes yep. it real easy for something for them to click on. And then that way you guys can see a little bit more information, but listen, listen, if any of those things resonated or hit home with you, I would love to support you in, in having, having a hand to help turn some things around because I've been there on the other side of it. And man, I really needed to have somebody in my life that, um, that just took the opportunity to care and uh, say, you know what? You can do this.
0: And in addition to that, Jeff, you don't have to be broken to learn. No. So wherever we are on the journey, there is always new things to learn and improve. So, Thank you for your amazing example, for being very transparent with us today, yes. for sharing your story, and uh, most of all, for taking all that experience and putting it in a, in a place that will benefit other people. You know, there's that old saying that says, you know, that those who can do and those who can't teach, and I don't buy it. <clears throat> if, you know, you you quoted a little bit of scripture today, and I'll tell you the one that I love the most is uh, a a passage that says that, and I'll paraphrase is that the person who, who can do and teach is a very unique and very special person. And that is you, you, you can do it and you figured out a way to teach it and share it with other people. So thanks for, for that. And for the good that you're doing for dentistry and for the world.
1: Thank you, Steve. Thank you for allowing me to be a guest on here. And I appreciate what you're doing too for our profession, man. You are really creating an opportunity for a lot of great doctors to really transform their practices as well as their teams and and enhance their lives and their patients' lives. And that's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, we can create wins across the board. It doesn't have to be this old win-lose You can create win, win, win opportunities. And that's a really wonderful way to go through life. And that's something that's commendable and enjoyable. And I know that's exactly what you've created there, Steve. So my hat's off to you.
0: Thank you. Dr. Jeff Booski from the thriving metropolis of Granbury, Texas. And and Jeff, I think you could say, if you can do it, Granbury, Texas, You can can do it anyway. Yes, you can. Yes, you can.
1: That gives you hope,
0: guys. That gives you hope. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. you, See you.
1: I appreciate it, man. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of
0: success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together, and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset the people those people who work in your practice as always if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the
1: membership go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658
0: Thanks.